Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R, or all of us on the network here at VSIN Live. The regular season has come to a close in college basketball as we proceed to conference tournament time and So far, three tickets to the big dance have been punched. Murray State out of the Ohio Valley, Loyola Chicago from the Missouri Valley, and Longwood from the Big South. And coming up on Monday, two more tickets will be punched, the Southern Championship game and the Sun Belt Championship game will be played. Of course, the power conferences will begin their tournaments coming up this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. This last day of the regular season was a lot of fun. Wisconsin loses to Nebraska after Johnny Davis goes down at the beginning of the second half. And and let me just say this. If he's hurt and they don't have him during the conference tournament or they don't have him at 100% during the conference tournament, they're not winning. This is this could be a big blow for Wisconsin if Johnny Davis is hurt and cannot go. And with them losing, Illinois gets a win over Iowa, and the Illini clinch a share of the Big Ten regular season title, and they are actually the one seed in the Big Ten conference tournament. So it's going to be... Absolutely incredible to see where these uh, tournaments end up this week on the latest edition of Joe Lenardi's Bracketology on ESPN. He's got Gonzaga, Baylor, Kansas, and Arizona as the one seeds with Wisconsin, Duke, Auburn, and Kentucky the two seeds couple of those are intriguing because I think there could be changes depending on who wins the conferences. And I can see pathways to one seeds for certain teams. The latest, the conference tournament odds 
in the ACC. Duke is minus 135. The next team up is North Carolina plus 500. I don't see Duke losing this conference tournament. Not after they lost that regular season finale to North Carolina when Coach K has to preempt his farewell ceremony to tell the crowd that that game was unacceptable and that the season's not over. So I think Duke goes out, takes care of business in the ACC tournament. Not good enough to get a one seed, but absolutely should be on the two line. To win the, uh, let's see, the Pac-12, Arizona is minus 120. UCLA is plus 160. Arizona right now is a projected number one seed. UCLA, meanwhile, is a projected four seed. UCLA uh, finishing up their regular season on Sunday, um, or on Saturday, I should say, uh, with a game against the uh, USC, and UCLA wins that one 75 to 68. So the Pac-12 Pac-12 tournament certainly going to be exciting. I think it comes down to Arizona and UCLA. In the Big East, Villanova is the favorite at plus 150, UConn plus 330, Providence plus 500. You guys already know where I stand on this. I'm I'm riding Villanova all the way here. Nova is a projected 3 seed in the East region and I, I keep bringing up this point because If they're in the East region, they play their first two games in Pittsburgh. Yes, I know it's a long drive, but they don't leave the state. And then they would play in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Center where they play several home games a year. So it'll be a familiar place for them to be in. In the SEC, Kentucky is the favorite at plus 190. Auburn is plus 260. You got Tennessee plus 330, Arkansas, plus 750. In the Big Ten, Purdue is your favorite at plus 220. Illinois, plus 370. Iowa, plus 400. Wisconsin, plus 750. And if there was a healthy Johnny Davis, I'd say Wisconsin has a shot, but don't like those odds there uh, without him. Have to see what his status is going to be. Michigan, by the way, plus 1,200 in the Big Ten tournament. In the Big 12, Kansas is uh, Kansas and Baylor are your co-favorites. Plus 200, both of them. Texas Tech, plus 340. Texas, plus 550. Those are your power conference tournaments and the odds to win each. I don't know if there's a long shot pick out there. Providence, plus 500 in the Big East, certainly a possibility. Uh, if you think someone's going to beat Duke, In the ACC, any one of those teams would provide value. In the Pac-12, USC is plus 1,000 if you want to take a shot on them, but I don't think that's happening. In the Big Ten is probably where you're going to find your long shot. The Big Ten is probably the tournament that is the most up for grabs. You got Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State's plus 1,000. Michigan's plus 1,200. Heck, Rutgers is plus 1,300. And Rutgers got the four seed today, and they earned a double buy. So 
in the Big Ten tournament, the uh, bracket will look like this. You'll actually have um, the top four seeds go right into the quarterfinals. And so the first round, which will begin on Wednesday, Northwestern against Nebraska and Penn State against Minnesota. Second round games on Thursday, Michigan against Indiana, Iowa against the winner of Northwestern Nebraska, Michigan State against Maryland, and then Ohio State against the winner of Penn State and Minnesota. And then the quarterfinals on Friday, it'll be number one Illinois against the uh, Michigan-Indiana winner. It'll be Rutgers against the Iowa winner against Northwestern Nebraska game. Then Wisconsin will take on the winner of Michigan State-Maryland, and Purdue gets the winner of Ohio State and either Penn State or Minnesota. That tournament is wide open. You would favor those four teams that are in the quarterfinals because they only have to win two games to get to the championship. And in the championship, you could hedge off. And looking at those four teams in the Big Ten tournament that have those buys, Illinois plus 370. Purdue plus 220. Rutgers plus 1300. And Wisconsin plus 750. Rutgers is the best value on this board because plus 1300, you just need two wins. And then you get to the championship game and you just hedge off the 1300 and you guarantee yourself a really nice profit. What you could also do with the team like Rutgers, and this is where you have to see what the lines are for each game. They'll be underdogs. Despite the fact that they're the four seed, they will be an underdog against Iowa. And they will, or, well, let's see. If, 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 if Iowa loses to Nebraska or Northwestern, Rutgers would be a favorite over, I think, Nebraska or Northwestern. Although Nebraska's playing hot right now, so I actually don't know. Certainly the books don't give Rutgers any credit away from the rack. But if it's Rutgers-Iowa, Rutgers is going to be another dog. Probably a significant underdog. So if you take Rutgers on the money line, and then whoever they play on the semifinal game on Friday, whether it's Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan maybe, Ohio State, they'll be significant underdogs once again. So you actually could get better than plus 500, than plus uh, 1,300. If you look at them as a dog of, let's say, six and a half, maybe seven and a half points in these games, so you take them, let's say it's plus 250, plus 260. All right, you risk a unit. Now you're winning 360, your payout, if it's plus 260. Then you do it again, 
in your next game, and you've already hit your plus 1,300 through just the two wins before you even get to the championship game. So that might be the way to play this Rutgers team is just money line rollover with them each and every game. But it's crazy. A team like that has such high odds when they are uh, one of the teams that does have the double buy. And the Big Ten, I think, is a tournament that is wide open, and it will not go to the team that is currently the favorite, which is Purdue right now. All the other conferences, I think, will be decided by the favorites. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's on Air. It's the look ahead here on VSIN. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN College Hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSIN College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on vsin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN V. Sports betting network and Zaga is currently your favorite to win the NCAA tournament at plus 350. Arizona plus 650 is next. Kentucky plus 700. Duke plus 1200. I like Duke plus 1200. I do think they're capable. Plus, you know, it's the storyline. Everyone's going to be on Coach K farewell tour there. Uh, teams that I think. Could have an outside possibility. Certainly Kansas plus 1,400. I think Nova plus 2,500. Maybe a team like, let's say, Wisconsin plus 5,000 if Johnny Davis is healthy in the tournament. I, I actually believe that this year is a good year to bet on some of these long shots because I think the tournament's wide open. I don't see it being a, t- a a tournament that is dominated by these top seeds. Gonzaga, just going off of uh, Joel Lenardi's bracketology, will win their first round game. They'll win their second round game. And then in the Sweet 16, we'll play against UConn or Arkansas. They should win, but those aren't easy games. And then, in the Elite Eight, they could face Wisconsin, could face LSU or Michigan, Texas Tech. Those aren't easy games either. For a team like the second favorite to win it all in Arizona, they would play maybe North Carolina in the second round. Not an easy game. And then a possible matchup with Texas or Providence in the Sweet 16. Possibly facing Auburn 
or Purdue in the Elite Eight? It's a gauntlet. How about Kansas, a projected one seed? Which, by the way, Kansas is plus 1,400. They are the seventh favorite currently on the DraftKings Sportsbook. And they are a projected one seed, according to ESPN's Joel Lenardi. But Kansas would be against Seton Hall or Murray State in the second round. Possible matchup with Illinois or Houston in the Sweet 16. Then facing Villanova or Kentucky in the regional final. That's not easy. How about Baylor? Has to get Michigan State, maybe? Alabama, UCLA? Iowa? Duke? This tournament will be wide open this year. So I think you can look further down the odds and pick out one of these long shots because I think everyone's got a chance. I think everyone's live. And there's no value on taking any of these top favorites at all. So I think the I think the value starts with Kansas plus 1400 because they're the ones that are projected to be a one seed and they're the furthest down on this list of the one seeds. Then I think Villanova has good value because they certainly have the experience and I keep bringing it up, the ability to play a de facto home games in the region, in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. I think Texas Tech's got the, the, the defense we know. Uh, UCLA is a dark horse. Illinois and Wisconsin could make deep runs. How about a team like Providence, who has been the luckiest team so far this season, but they've they just keep winning basketball games. Providence plus 7,000 to win the NCAA tournament. Memphis. How about a team like Memphis, which is 100, which is, uh, let's see, 100 to 1 right now. Memphis. They're going to be a tough out. Memphis beats Houston 75-61. And... I don't know if anybody wants to play this team now. That is, they're a team that was possibly, you know, they're a bubble team here. Let me see what Lenardi has them at right now. He's got Memphis as one of the last four buys. And I think that's as a result of this win over Houston. So now they should be firmly in to the NCAA tournament. And now if they're in, based on this bracketology here, you would have Memphis as the 11th seed in the East where they play against Ohio State. They could win. Then they'd match up with Villanova, who's you know seems to be my darling here. So I'd say Memphis loses that game. But really, they could win that game. Everything, everything's going to be wide open. Certainly going to be fun. Here's the schedule coming up here on um, on Monday. As I mentioned, we do have two conference championship games. 
So two more tickets to the big dance will be punched. That is the final of the Sun Belt between Louisiana and Georgia State and the final of the Southern between Furman and Chattanooga. Other games, it'll be Delaware against Towson in the CAA championship uh, semifinal, excuse me. South Dakota against South Dakota State in the semifinal of the Summit. In the Horizon semifinal, Wright State against Cleveland State. Charleston against UNC Wilmington in the other CAA semifinal. San Francisco against Gonzaga in the West Coast semifinal. Gonzaga a 13-point favorite in that one. Oral Roberts against North Dakota State in the other Summit League semifinal. Northern Kentucky and Purdue-Fort Wayne in the Horizon semifinal. And Santa Clara against number 19 St. Mary's in the other West Coast semifinal. St. Mary's, a five-point favorite in that game. So uh, Gonzaga, 13-point favorites. And St. Mary's, five-point favorites. All roads are pointing to those two teams rematching in the West Coast Championship game. Remember, it was the final game of the regular season in which St. Mary's beat Gonzaga 67-57. And I think that was probably a good thing for Mark Few's team to suffer a loss there, kind of refocus themselves as they go through this tournament. San Francisco is not an easy team to play against. You know, Gonzaga had their... uh, I played them, you know, 78-62 the first time they played them, and then 89-73 the second time they played them. Uh, I think if I had to make a pick on this game, because 13, I think they do cover the 13. I think Gonzaga jumps out to an early first-half lead. So I'd go Gonzaga in the first half of that game, and I do think they would pull away and win this one by double digits. Fun times, that tournament here in Las Vegas. So it's one of the uh, five, I guess, conference tournaments that are here in Las Vegas. And this week is going to be a busy week here in town with all of these conference tournaments. We will talk to Dwayne Colucci, the uh, race and sportsbook manager of the Rampart Casino, coming up uh, about 10 minutes or not even about five minutes or so from now. I want to get to him. I want to get into with him everything going on in college basketball, the conference tournaments, all that stuff. Plus, the NBA is getting real interesting because we got games that um, it's the point of the season where, yes, there are races for seedings. There are races for just playoff berths. But I also see a lot of teams that maybe it's – I know there's only 17 or so games left, but they take the night off because maybe their seating is solidified already or they're not going to suffer by that much. And and we've seen some some really eye-opening scores the past week or so. So I want to see what Dwayne thinks about uh, those games and how we approach the remaining several games in the NBA. Um... Because, like I said, with about, I don't know, let's see, 18, 19, 17 or so games left, certainly going to get even more interesting. This is the look ahead here on VSIN.
is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths. You can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zinn.com to locate a store near you. Uh, that is uh, zyn.com slash find, Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sandberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joined now by the race and sportsbook manager over at the Rampart. He is Dwayne Colucci. You follow him on Twitter at NYBookie. Dwayne, and Dwayne, let's talk college hoops first. Uh how uh, excited are you guys at the book for what is going to be just an insane week with all the conference tournaments underway? Yeah, and then it's just, Scott, it's just capped off by Selection Sunday. So, yeah, this is a fabulous week, a very exciting week, and I'm expecting a fabulous handle over at the Rampart and the South Point. We'll have all the, uh, you know, the top dogs out looking to scalp some good numbers, and it's going to be quite interesting. You're seeing these upsets happen, like Wisconsin going down today. Uh, Houston just got manhandled. So, you know, there's definitely some teams that are uh, sensing urgency and looking to get in and burst a bubble. So it's going to be very interesting down the stretch how these uh, tournaments play out, especially the ones that are taking place here in Las Vegas. How much do you utilize these games here this week to set the opening lines for the first two, uh, first two days of the NCAA tournament? Well, you know, you do have the playing games as well, Scott. So we take everything into account. Uh, like I said, it's going to be very exciting. You have to gauge, uh, you know, what teams really need to win and which ones may go through the motions because they know they are going to get a berth or an at-large bid. So, you know, yeah, definitely we have to monitor these games very strictly, see who is hot, who stays healthy, and so forth. And then, you know, we will make a concise line for those opening rounds and uh, that's those 32 games that start on Thursday with the play-in games as well, starting earlier in the week. So this is a very important week. Conference tournament week is always very important, and especially with conferences like the SEC, like the Pac-12, where you do have teams that are going to look to get, uh, you know, into it by winning their tournament. Do you get more handle for the games that are here in town? Like, you know, uh, tomorrow we got the West Coast uh, semifinals, Gonzaga uh, against uh, San Francisco, and then Santa Clara against St. Mary's. And then obviously with the other conference tournaments here in town, do you get more of a handle on those games because they're here locally? Yeah, definitely, Scott. You get a lot of people that are commuting and definitely from the surrounding states. Like you said, the Pac-12 tournament will be an exceptional handle at the Rampart. And, uh, you know, just a lot of fans that travel, family members, and they want to get down a little wager. And we definitely accommodate that. So, yeah, it's exciting that there were five conference tournaments played out here and games taking place at T-Mobile, the Orleans, et cetera. It definitely increases handle. And hopefully, you know, down the road, we'll get some Final Four action at Allegiant, possibly. A lot of people are buzzing about that. And anything that is taking place in 
you know, Las Vegas, just like the NASCAR race this weekend, it creates more handle and more buzz. People are more interested, especially the locals. And then, like I said, you have that commute from California, from Arizona, and so forth. So it increases handle, and it's just an exciting time. Always March Madness. Gonzaga is the overwhelming favorite to win the tournament, the number one team in the nation. Would you take Gonzaga or uh, the field right now? I tell you, I would probably take the field, I'll be honest with you, because it seems like any time Gonzaga plays a higher notch or, a, you know, a competitive opponent, they do seem to have trouble. And you saw that earlier in, uh, in the week and also earlier in the season. When they play competitive opponents, they definitely tend to, uh, you know, not blow the team out like they do in their conference. So, yeah, Gonzaga is a huge favorite. And like I said, we have that four-way prop as well, Scott, where you have Gonzaga, Purdue, Kentucky, you UCLA and Illinois in one grouping, and that's at minus 125 at the Rampart and South Point. Uh, the field is included there, and you have the other two groupings with Bale, Arizona, LSU, uh, and the other grouping with Kansas and Villanova. So, yeah, we're seeing a lot of action on Gonzaga, but I'm not sold on them just yet. We also have them at 3-1 to one to win the national title at the Rampart, which is the favorite. Uh, I want to see a little more, though. I, I know it gets heated. Uh, they're not a shoe-in, that's for sure. Hmm. Let's go over to the NBA, Dwayne, where uh, i got to imagine that th- there's successful days for you when you have teams like the Rockets beating the Grizzlies outright, the Knicks <laughs> snapping their seven-game losing streak, beating the Clippers I'm witnessing. I'm telling you, we have not. We, there's so many days in the NBA in the NBA season where these teams just take the day off, and you know, that Mem- that Memphis Houston game is one example. Yeah, Memphis is by far a superior team. I mean, what are they? They're creeping up in the standings and right there in the Western Conference. And then you lay an egg in Houston. Granted, it was on the road, you know, and definitely uh, it was an important game. But there's a lot of uh, NBA action to be played. And the Knicks were definitely, they was, uh, we were seeing actually some action on that. That line stayed at five the whole day, basically. Uh, you know, the Clippers have been playing exceptionally well, Scott. But they're short man. You know, they're playing without their two superstars. And Reggie Jackson just had an incredible game the other night. And for him to keep duplicating that, it's kind of difficult. And the Knicks just seem to be a team that they always have the lead going into the third quarter (laughs) or into the fourth quarter, Scott. And they just fold. I mean, but tonight they really finished up nicely. I watched the game. Cam Reddish was finally involved, quickly was involved. So, yeah, you are seeing some NBA teams take nights off. And, uh, you know, the underdogs will capitalize on that. This is still a professional league, and these guys are all professionals. So, you you saw the Phoenix ending. That was incredible. 12-1 in the last three minutes. And actually, nobody thought Milwaukee could cover there, and they covered. And we had another exciting game early in the day, the Celtics and the Nets. It's going to be very good this year, handle-wise and competition-wise, for the NBA title. I'll be honest, I placed a live bet on the Clippers when they were down 19 at the end of the first half. Uh, I took them live, plus 500 to win the game. Um, I just just had to. And then when they end the third quarter on a uh, 12-2 run or 14-2 run, whatever it was, (laughs) I thought I was live, Dwayne. I thought I was live. (laughs) But the Knicks Knicks closed it out. (laughs) Knicks closed it out, though, which was good. 36.4 quarter, Scott. When did they have to score 36? I know. (laughs) I know. It's unbelievable. Uh, on the ice, Dwayne, uh, you and I talked about it briefly off the air, but 
Montreal continues to play well under Martin Saint Louis, and I, 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 I listen. I don't want to, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm certainly, I've been taking advantage of great numbers, but it might be time to adjust on the Montreal Canadiens, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You know, us bookmakers, Scott, we're seeing this play out. And now all of a sudden, Cole Caulfield is a superstar. He was in the playoffs last year. Gallagher even got off the schneid the other night. He scored a goal. And you're talking about beating top teams. I mean, Edmonton, Calgary, these are not pushovers. And Montreal has been very competitive since the coaching change. They're revamping the front office. And they're doing this all without Carey Price. It's just incredible. The goaltending has been amazing. Uh, although now Hammond is on IR, he did suffer a lower body injury, unfortunately, in the win against Calgary. But Montebeau has been very serviceable. And Montreal has definitely, uh, you know, all of a sudden turned the tides. And they no longer have the worst record in the NHL. They actually passed Arizona for that. So it's interesting how Montreal was able to flip the switch. But, uh, you know, a lot of these teams, they're, they're a little undervalued. And you're seeing teams get big pluses, even the Canucks on the road the other night. I thought they were a strong play. They're playing some fabulous hockey. So as bookies, we have to make these adjustments, lower those pluses a little as these teams become more and more competitive. Let's look ahead to uh, this Monday schedule. Uh, can the Islanders uh, pull off an upset against the Avalanche? Uh, you know, the Islanders, they're, they're such a strange team, Scott. I, I, they have me pulling on my hair at times. Uh, you know, they've costed me some money. They're one of the few teams because I've been doing very well this year on my own gambling. But, yeah, you know, they definitely have a chance. They're playing uh, at the Belmont Park Stadium, the new arena there. Colorado's lost so, two straight now. Yeah, yeah, anything is possible. And, you know, the Avalanche, that was a great – let me tell you something. That game against Calgary last night was just a preview, I believe, of the Western Conference mm-hmm. Final. And Johnny Hockey got it done in overtime. But those two teams went at it, Scott. That was pure, you know, great, great hockey and a preview to the playoffs. But, yeah, the Islanders, definitely, you're going to be getting a big plus at home there. Uh, I'm seeing it in the range of 180. So, definitely, the Islanders do have a chance at that big plus. Uh, another game, the Kings are playing great. Now, I know it's a back-to-back, Scott, but Bruins are coming back off a road trip. Kings have been very successful. Another shutout today. Great road record. They're hungry. They're moving up in the standings and jockeying for that playoff position. They want to make a run at the playoffs. So that's another game where you're going to probably be getting a big, big plus, yep. uh, you know, on the road. Underdogs so, have, been, have been good so far. Dwayne, I appreciate the time as always, my friend. <laughs> We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Scott. There he is, Dwayne Colucci. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team conference and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. 
Sign up today and get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. It was madness in the NBA on Sunday. It really was. Uh, you had teams blowing leads. You had underdogs winning and winning big. Memphis gets outscored by 21 points in the second half. They allow Houston to score 71 points in the second half as Houston upsets Memphis 123-112. How about Denver coming from behind from 10 down at the start of the fourth quarter, forcing overtime and then beating the Pelicans in overtime, 138-130 OT, as Tim and Murray always says, where underdogs go to die. Nikola Jokic scored 30 points in fourth quarter and overtime. He had 46 for the game, and 30 of those uh, points were in the fourth quarter and overtime. Crazy, right? He had 16 points through uh, three quarters, and then he was 10 of 11 shooting in the fourth quarter and overtime to uh, score 30 points in those, you know, the, the full fourth quarter in that little overtime. 46 points, 12 boards, 11 assists, four blocks, and three seals. No uh, Numbers that no other player has reached in a single game in NBA history since blocks and steals started being tracked in 1973-1974. According to ESPN Stats and Information, Nikola Jokic is the first player in the past 25 seasons to have 30 or more points in the fourth quarter and overtime while also shooting 90% from the field. The last player to shoot that efficiently while scoring that many in the fourth quarter and overtime was Kobe, who had 33 points in the fourth quarter and overtime on 84.6% shooting back in 2007, and Jokic joins Wilt Chamberlain as the only players in NBA history with a 45-point triple-double on 70% or better shooting. This Nuggets team is dangerous. They are dangerous. Still, plus 1,500 to win the Western Conference. I mean, if that's not the best number on the board, I, I, I don't know what is. The Denver Nuggets with Nikola Jokic, who could very well win another MVP, who are just playing incredible basketball, who right now are sitting here in the Western Conference as the sixth seed, a game back of Dallas, for the five seed with the potential to either play the Jazz in the first round or either the Grizzlies or the Warriors in the first round. And no, I know that none of these series are going to be easy, but still, we talk about the potential of getting guys healthy. And think about what this team is doing without... Murray, without Michael Porter Jr. And and 
if they get these guys back, I mean, I'm sorry, but this is this is the this is the best team in the Western Conference. The best team in the NBA, you could argue. I just don't see how you can't place a bet on the Denver Nuggets at plus fifteen hundred with all that potential. The Suns, they are the they are so deep. And I think that that's what's going to make any bet difficult for any team in the Western Conference, even though the number's great and even though the potential is there for the the Denver Nuggets. But what the Suns have been doing without Devin Booker and Chris Paul against – it's just unbelievable – Against the Milwaukee Bucks, where they literally had that game not locked up, but they had that game. The Bucks had no business covering that basketball game. No business. And if your pick of the day was the uh, Bucks minus the nine points or whatever, and 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 come on. They finished the game on a 12-1 to run in the final three minutes. The Bucs had no business covering that game. Think about that. They win by 10, and they outscored the Suns 12-1 to in the final three minutes. Chris Middleton scored 44 points. Drew Holiday had 24 points on four of five from three-point range. Giannis finished with with 19. He was in foul trouble, had a massive block in the fourth quarter. Um, But look at what the Suns have done. They went up against the NBA champs in a rematch of the finals. And without Devin Booker and Chris Paul, They get 30 from DeAndre Ayton, 23 from Campaign, 19 from Crowder, 14 from Bridges, 17 from Landry Shabbat. It's just, this team is very, very deep. And it's going to be very hard to beat this team four out of seven times. I, I definitely think it can happen. I think the West is wide open because a lot of these teams are very good. Denver's good, could get healthier. Memphis is very good, still young, but very good. The Warriors, we know what they're capable of, still waiting on Draymond Green to come back so that the Warriors can finally look like the Warriors that we know and love. And then there's the Suns. Don't count out a team like Dallas with Luka playing like an MVP as well. Dallas is plus 1,800. The Lakers, I don't see them getting out of the playing situation. I just don't. But if they do, and Anthony Davis comes back, eh, I wouldn't want to be holding a Lakers ticket. The number's there, though, if you want to put a flyer in on the Lakers. It's plus 3,500. Can that, like, how high can that number go? It's plus 3,500 right now. 
There's only like 17, 18 games or so left in the regular season. They are currently in the ninth spot. They'll play against the Pelicans and if the season ended today. And the Pelicans, by the way, who've been playing very good basketball, looks like Zion's going to join that team soon. And so you got McCollum and, and Ingram and the rest of that team playing good basketball. And now you add Zion to that mix. Mm, watch out, Pelicans. Wouldn't want to be the Lakers in that one-and-done situation. But let's say the Lakers even win that game. Okay. Now, they got to win a second game against either the Clippers or the Timberwolves? Mm, Don't know if I see that happening. And then if they win those, then it's a first-round series against the Phoenix Suns? The road is very difficult. I don't know if there's a number high enough to make me want to get involved in anything Lakers-related. No thanks. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, uh, the NFL Combine. Exciting time in Indianapolis, and uh, I do think that there's a smart value bet that you should be making when it comes to the first overall pick in the NFL draft. And no, not talking about putting a little flyer on a quarterback to go number one because it's not happening. I'll explain coming up next. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN. 